Pickaxe. I am now rolling. I'm rolling. Three, two, one. Mucky! <laughs> See, you like how I did that with the fish? Very good. Yeah, yeah, we'll just do a proper one in case, um, All right, uh, in yeah. case Tom is annoyed about it. Three, two, one. Mark. Mark! I can't imagine he would be annoyed by it. I think well, I don't know. The thing is, Tom's been editing this podcast for five years now. And oh my god. <laughs> and we don't give him enough. I think he should be the shout out for this episode. All right, let's do that right now. In fact, okay. Tom, you don't need... To even change anything, this is the intro to the podcast now with the mark. This is for you. With this one? fucking about, yes, that is the intro because I want people to know <laughs> what Tom has to put up with and how tyrannical Lewis is about the marks and doing them well, correctly. Look, it's just uh, if we're out of sync through the whole podcast by a little bit, yeah, it'll really annoy Tom. It will you can, at first, you but can then shuffle the it along a bit, though. Like I, I think you, you got to give the guy. You gotta, you gotta give him room to breathe, right? He's gotta, you gotta give him a chance to do his, to do his thing. You, you can't. Yeah, that's true. You I can't trust smother him. him. I trust yeah, him. He has to put his little, the sparkle of fairy dust on this a little sprinkle. He's got to sprinkle powder. the unicorn. Uh, flaked on unicorn this, semen all over the uh, on on this bowl of properties, brand flakes or whatever yes. we are. Well, we would like to <laughs> yeah. say, I think I speak for us all when, uh, thank you, Tom. Yes. For editing this shit show for five years, yes. uh, you do a fantastic job, and I'm sure that we could all a little round of applause. Uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Tom. I, I think, that, think yeah, Tom I think can that, have the big up what? this week. He, that, He's that. got the big up. If this podcast is the Jordan's Country Crisp, you mm. know, and you're oh the Oak Flakes, God. okay. You listen, know, though, on the uh, on I'm, that subject, I had some Jordan's. It wasn't Country <laughs> Crisp. It was like uh, nuts and clusters or something. <laughs> Holy shit! It's okay. so good. I'm the coconut. P flax is the uh, barley flakes, oh. and then the straw, the freeze dried strawberry. That's you, Tom. I'm gonna be the um, I'm the lucky charms with. Um... You know, speaking of these cereal types, I I, I was uh, I noticed I had a pop up on my TikTok uh, messages to say that I was followed by Dorset cereals, nice, which is a brand mm. of cereal I have purchased and enjoyed. Wow. Why the fuck are they following my stupid TikTok why, account? Why is it that you have local shit, for, like the local beer and the local stuff? What is it with you? Is it? It's like you're I'm, you're getting into your local community. He's the right demographic. He's in his exactly. 40s. He's got disposable income. He's got kids and everything. Yeah. These, the, this like, is the type of guy that these places um, depend on, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Flax is the kind of guy who would... Who would seek out a local craft brew. But it also turns like out a... that he lives next door to, you know, the, the factory that makes, you know, some, some local brand. <laughs> Blacks, how far away are you from your house to join the 12-hour queue to uh, pay your respects to the Queen uh, uh, lying in state? Well, I don't know, because this is, I was reading about this today. I realised by the time this goes out, the queue may have died down, so apologise if it's... Well, I don't think she'll be lying in state anymore, right? It's no, only, she has only... to stay there until the queue dies down. She's going to be there for years. Holy shit. Whoa. No, they got to have some little air conditioners or something. No, they have nothing. 
Okay, well, that's going to stink after a while, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, we're heading into autumn, so maybe I that'll think help. I they rubbed but... her in a wax or whatever they do Come to keep her, keep her going. Jesus Christ, guys, just show some respect. Uh, Sorry. The queen has died. I can't uh, um, make it to London to show my respect in person, so I'm going to do it on the podcast instead. I'm going to watch it on the TV. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. That's going to yeah. show my respect. It is a fascinating um, and uh, all-encompassing piece of news that really is... Um, Regardless of what you think about the monarchy and comments that we may have made in the past, I'm sure uh, our true feelings are that um, they could, it could have been worse to have someone else in charge for all this time. You know, the Queen has, despite obviously some people, however your feelings, I think that, you know, she has been on the throne for our and my parents' entire lifetimes. Mm -hmm. um, not your, and... no, not, not your dad's entire life. I think he's older yeah, than my Yeah, your dad mom. would have probably remembered uh, the king. Before. Your, your dad I is I, over seventy. She uh, she took over in nineteen fifty two, and your dad is like almost a hundred. So like, oh okay, well yeah, that's true. Good I research so. is always done on this podcast before. And that's before. true. All right, fact checking. I'll get fact checked immediately there by <laughs> you guys. But I I guess like I I I acknowledge that you know she was a a, a solid foundation. You know she yeah. was always like pretty. Pretty decent. There were no real controversies around. Not, not really. No. Not with her. Not, not with her. She was you know, I mean, everyone else. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. god. It's yeah. like it's like the National Enquirer. Everyone else is absolutely off the rails. You know. But, but so there's they a do question get for you. Do you think the amount of sort of controversy that there's been around pretty much every other major royal, uh, but we never hear anything about the Queen? Do you think that's just because there's? It's like it. It is assumed that whatever she does. Just get swept under the rug, like completely. Oh no, it's like a team of like cover-ups, like right. Men in Black style. Exactly. I think that there's definitely a degree of covering up, but I think also she uh, just really took the job seriously as well. I think she you may know? have done. Yeah. Like, I, like I think there's probably a couple of bits and pieces, but overall, like I, I don't think that she. I think she, I think she had like uh, an idea of how things should be and and lived that as well, right? Yeah, like, I know. I, uh, I, I also, a, I, I get, I that. get the impression, and I don't know whether this is true at all, but I get the impression that she didn't particularly want the job, but it fell on her, and she felt like she was just going to do her best and do her duty, and you know, yeah. And I, I, I get, I always like that as a as a comment, like on on running things. I feel yeah. like the people who should run the country are people who don't want to run it, you know, almost <laughs> like, you know. Well, that's what they say, right? They say, uh, even about politicians, like they say the best politicians would never run to become a, pol a politician, right? They're like the best candidates. heroes. Yeah. yeah, they would never want to even do the job, right? Like they, they've asked people like uh, in the past, like, I'm like, for instance, I'm not saying that I would like Oprah Winfrey to become the president or Dr. Phil or whatever, but these are these are big icons in uh, in American culture, right? That people mm. have often said, Especially like, oh, Oprah, what if Oprah was president or whatever? But she's even said herself, like, I would never, I would never even consider running. Yeah, to, to let's get her. I in. don't want to be in politics. <laughs> yes. Like it's a, just a nightmare. In. And I and I agree. I'm I'd be the same. I mean, God, she's almost as old as Biden now, though. Jeez, Oprah. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah she's perfect age. Yeah. Right, I, I do have um, a question actually, and I would like if anyone wants to to email in because uh, Sips, um, Lewis, and I were saying beforehand we've got a lot of emails for in the mailbag, so I thought we might do a mailbag episode today because we got okay. some good ones. Yeah, uh, and one of the things Fuck I would it. like to know is I, I've been reading some stuff about people blaming the Queen and saying that she has blood in her hands and stuff like that for the, the colonial policies that happened on her watch, as it were. Sure, yeah. But 
it's not like she's like actually has much authority. I'm just curious when people criticize the royals for being out of touch and costing us money and what the fuck do we still have this for? I get all that. I understand all of those criticisms. I am completely ambivalent either way. Like it, when the queen died, we were actually filming something and I was like, oh, the queen's died. We went, oh, and then got back with work, right? When of we course, got on with, yeah, with I mean, our jobs. Sure. Yeah, it was like, it was weird and it was obviously a big news story and I understand my mum was very upset. I understand people who yeah, yeah, was very I upset. I'm not judging any of that. I'm just saying, what exactly could or should the Queen have done when she's not actually like a Crusader Kings style monarch? No, I mean, you she doesn't I mean? hold any tangible <laughs> any kind of power. power at all. Yeah, so she's, I was just she's, curious. she's just a very sort of like high ranking ambassador for all intents and purposes, right? right. She's like a diplomat. She's right. She's a cultural she's a figurehead, uh, yeah. like, a, like an icon. But really, like all she does is she receives important people. Uh, yeah. who, you know, see her as a big deal. And I mean, she was a, like a pretty big deal, of course, as well. But um, but the argument that like they cost us money and, and, and all that, I mean, it's like in the grand scheme of things, it's like a it's like a fucking rounding error, the amount of money that that they get from from the taxpayer. <laughs> it's not actually that much like it's a it's a drop in the pond sort of thing. Also, I'm pretty sure they I mean, they do generate a, a lot. They, I mean, they do. And they give a lot of it back, too, which is not uh, I, I think people a lot don't of realize Americans, a lot of they Americans pay come like, here because of the I, I think on their holdings, they pay like 80 percent tax or something like it's insane. Like they generate a ton of money. I think most of the money that they generate through tourism goes goes back into the government like I, I think if you have issue uh with like the way all of this is uh like i i don't care either way but like I, but a I, fact I, is a fact right yeah, like I, if you have issue with the way that money's being mismanaged you should channel your anger towards the shitty government that's been in place for the last decade or so and yeah. probably not the monarchy i guess i'd rather not have them but i'd also rather not have the kardashians i'd rather not have all these other reality <laughs> sure, tv stars yeah. either do you know what i mean I, but, I, but we're sort of stuck with them and and you're right like people do say like oh the but the queen can veto things she can put a stop to bad yeah, policy but she, she doesn't, can actually make though, a difference that's the but point. here's the thing if she did we would be like oh okay the queen's getting in the way right. of yeah. we don't actually and then she wouldn't be the queen anymore <laughs> do you know what I mean they just they just make it as soon as as soon as there was an actually it's all it's all it's it's like these old laws that people don't enact anymore you know right. it's like there's a law from 1919 that says you know you can't you know go into a, a public restroom um with a with a red hat on or some bullshit law no one's getting arrested for that right, right? because it's out of date and in the same way sure we like the queen could in principle do these do makes you know make but put a stop to something going through or decide not to choose a new prime minister or whatever the whatever her powers are but at the end of the day she is not ever going to do that because it's never been done since the hundreds of years. Yeah, I think um, the last, I think the last queen that that properly meddled in politics was probably Victoria. But oh, uh, yeah. but even then, controversially, and the the prince consort at the time was like not happy about it and would like constantly tell her not to. But even then, it was behind the scenes. She couldn't just. She, she, you couldn't really be outspoken uh, on your views and stuff like that in that capacity, even back then. And this, that's a long time ago, right? I honestly think one of the roles that the Queen does is she has this ability, or at least like a semi-power, to scare 
the new people straight when they come in. Right? <laughs> and so yeah, that's a role. <laughs> Just... Because they, because you know, well, the first week of in the job, they have to sign. Basically, one of the things that that uh, Liz Truss had to do in her first week was um, write to all the nuclear submarines and nuclear silos, telling them making writing that secret letter that goes in the in the vault in case the submarine loses contact with yeah. Great Britain and what are their orders are their orders to do a first strike on you know another country yeah which is a terrifying thing to do right um and so that's one of the things which is like even oh, more fuck, terrifying actually... that liz truss would have any sort of uh, <laughs> authority over that as well i mean exactly so but then they have to go see the queen and meet the queen and go through all this whole symbolic like it's it's uh, you, you every every prime minister talks about it you know about their that the uh, they go to these places and and you know the the queen's all of the queen's assistants and and people have all this pomp and ceremony all of these like special hats and special things you have to do and you can't kiss a hand and you have to bend down you have to wait in this antechamber for x minutes while you while you know you you but the, the heralds play the trumpets you know it's ridiculous like and 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 overwhelming and kind of reducing you know the, the the thing about these these people is their their power their their grandiosity yeah you know it's, it's in the same way that the church would build these epic buildings to kind of psychologically force you to be like in awe yeah of course of them and their power yeah. and it was you know they didn't need to be like that but it they found that it worked to have them like that you know mm -hmm. it, it it cowed people and i think that you know, any anyone coming in and trying to be the leader of the free world needs to be cowed somehow. Yeah, um, especially if they've got a fucking gigantic world. ego. Yeah, um, I like the ego. Uh, I know it's it's front and center right now. Like the you know because the queen has died and it's 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 dominating the news in the UK for sure. But um, it's not always like that, right? You hear about the royals every once in a while, like if they monumentally fuck up or you know. Uh, a new ship is built or something like that but otherwise yeah. you barely hear about them right yeah. like uh, i mean the most we've heard lately apart from her dying was prince andrew being a nonce like yeah but that was it. 2019 that really awkward interview was years ago now right like and like yeah what, but we still hear yeah, about but the only thing that's really happened do. since is uh i guess harry and Meghan, which nobody really cares about oh my yeah. god my mum cares about that so much yeah, yeah i think all the gossip got... magazines <laughs> do too oh my god she never shut What's up about it? Oh, She's on hilarious. fucking on Facebook. I see her messages on all these articles about it. <laughs> yeah. She fucking hates them. And like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, what what I have they the, actually done? The thing that makes me laugh all the time with the royals and people's perception of the royals and like all these gossip magazines and stuff like that is how they kind of try to equate them as normal people. And yeah, they will be normal people in some senses for sure. But they're not normal people, no, right? They're not, they're not like you and me. They're not. They don't do their own laundry, like right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like they, these these people live really, really different lifestyles, right? But then, like, yeah. I love how these magazines always try to like make them seem like, oh, you know, maybe Megan was just fed up because she had too much washing that day or whatever. And you're like, <laughs> all right, come on, like she's not a fucking housewife, like like in the conventional sense, right? But like, I guess it's like a way to relate to them, or people yeah. like to imagine them like that or whatever. But man, it's so funny. Like it's, it's true. it is it is a weird thing to think about. Yeah. But I mean, I th I think we've moved away from so much of that idea of of servants you know cooking for us but 
I, I don't know how much, you know, they order takeout and... Uh, I, Shall you know, we get Deliveroo, relatively... darling? Shall we get some <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I still think they might just... I still think they might do some things that we do. I think they still do you reckon, will watch do you reckon... the new Game of Thrones and <laughs> yeah, no, they, stuff, they do you know? for sure. They, I mean, they do, they do all of these things. They're but... human. I mean, they're not like lizard people, yeah. you know, doing like incubating the next brood of eggs but or like, whatever. Uh, but at know. the same time, you know, they don't just... They, they don't go and walk behind their grandmother's coffin and then at five o'clock cop you know clock off and go home and put their feet up and have a wang watch emmerdale either you know what i mean well, like, so you've been to, you're saying that the, the first thing you thought to do getting home from a, from a funeral of a relative was, was to bash one out <laughs> just like you a highly me. sexually charged situation just you know you're like, like all the rest holy of crap us. i'm wearing my really good underpants today like i'm feeling fruity it's like a fucking carnival uh. down there in my pants but outside you know you got to be like all sad and stuff I don't know. It's like, getting all pent up during. You have to release all of that. You've never you felt know, really energy. horny during a funeral before. No, because I always have a wank before the funeral. Oh, right, right, fair right. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the preemptive strike. <laughs> it's the old, old prepared P flex. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, look, what have right, you got in the mailbag? Mail because, <laughs> because otherwise we're never going to do mail anything. Bag. Yeah, in we're this only twenty minutes episode. in. No problem. All right. This is from Hannah. Uh, hi, Perian, and uh, I, I think they mean all of us. Just, it's just you. It's my no, email No, it's fair enough. It's nice that you get a personal email just to you. No, it's fine. In the it's, it's for all of us. I love the show. Sadly, I have nothing interesting to say. That's a great opening to yeah. an email, by the way. I uh, just wanted to What's say... What's in the rest of this fucking email, you, then? One of your previous correspondents, or definitely a listener, might have been an ex-boyfriend of mine, and she wanted to say hello to Tom the Geologist. Tom wow. the Geologist was an email that we read out. However, okay. Hannah works in forensic and criminal justice. So if we have any questions about justice, the justice system and criminal justice, we can ask Ask Hannah. We have a new segment on the show called Ask Hannah. So do you guys this... have any pending questions about criminal and forensic justice? Um, yeah. What, in the UK? Now. Yeah, this is, she's from the UK, presumably. I assume so. This is important, actually. Ask that. That could be the first question. I would say she is, yes. Get, okay. Her last um, name is very British. I'll put it that way. Right. Again, you can't make assumptions What in is her last case, name? Like you know? Basingstoke or something like that. It's like it, along the line. I'm not going to say it because obviously I want her to, to have Sounds her, British. But it, it is a very British sounding last name. Yes. Mountbatten okay. Carlisle, like a double No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that fancy. It's, it's the opposite of fancy. No offense, okay. Anna. All right. She sounds oh. like so, like it's the last name I would expect from someone from fucking Sheffield or somewhere like that. Oh right, okay. right, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, so uh, just right. we'll have a think about some questions. We have how many we know. Well, yeah, I've got loads of <laughs> questions. Oh, we'll send them up. I can't, can't, we can't be with PFLEX typing them out right now. Just think of one. I right can't I, off the top of my head. I can't think of one. Okay, like I was like, when are they going to legalize uh, marijuana in this country? How about that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like there you go. Like Hannah, how... answer that. Riddle me this. Yeah. When How... when can I buy some when can I buy some uh, weed legally in Here's the here's, UK? A, here's an actual uh, sort of legal uh, uh, question as well um that you might have some experience with. How often are criminal cases resolved by a deal 
being done beforehand oh, to get, like the, a, get the case sorted. A settlement. And be like, if you, like, a, yeah, like a plea bargain. Plead to or, this and yeah. we'll just clo case close. You do three years, job done. We'll put because you, you don't in witness go to protection. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, your thoughts, about, be a lot, right? your thoughts about the destruction of legal aid by these Tory bastards and how miserable an effect that's had on the, the justice system, especially for the poor. I'd like to hear how your thoughts on that. How many butt-related crimes Yeah, how many crimes there? involve assholes? Like, involve in the butt. literal sense. A butt or, yeah. a, or the whole. Like, like an a, exposed butt. An exposed like, butt. I woke like, up and um, there it was, right in front of my face. His exposed butt. Yeah. I wonder like, if that's even... <laughs> I guess there must be quite a lot grounds for a trial. Oh, God, yeah. All right, we got a next email here. This is from Awful Player. So uh, they're in the right place. Um, this, okay. this is an American lad did jury duty, uh, says that their experience was different because they were given printouts of the legal definition of all the crimes they were being asked to rule on. Right. Uh, and their impression, basically, I don't have much confidence in the system as a whole, primarily because it relies on average people to make very important legal distinctions. Imagine how much stock you would put into the opinion of some random stranger you might meet in a bar, then put a group of those people together, let them decide one of the most important things that could probably happen to you. I would say a solid 80 to 90% of candidates tried to get out of jury duty, with most reasons involving I'm really busy or I just don't want to. Uh, so <laughs> that's one thing, they didn't really want to be there. In the case I was assigned, there was video evidence of the events, so it was not much a plea of innocence as a degree of severity, it came down to a distinction between intent to do harm versus accidental harm. We had seven members, six primaries, and a hidden alternate who was let go before final deliberations. I would say out of the seven, five had made up their minds almost immediately. When it came to final deliberations, four basically decided already, but myself and another person insisted we at least do one last review. We did end up finding the defendant guilty of the harsher crime, but most of the jury wasn't really that interested in having a thorough review of the evidence. They just wanted it to be done so they could go home. Yeah. That's, right. that's well, probably pretty much the way it is. Um, I think that is always how it's been, even if you look at like classically 12 Angry Men, right? which is a fantastic movie. Yes, it's black and white, but get over it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it it's only like... 80 minutes long or something. And I think it was a play beforehand, or at least it, it's it very feels famous. like a play. It's very, very good. They remade it. It's, the original is really and, good. I mean, basically it's, you know, 12 guys in a in a jury, locked in a jury thing. And and a lot of them are like this. You know, one guy's got, got a lot of them are like, I've got to go. I've got family. I've got jobs. I don't care. I just I'm going to catch the I, game. I want to go to the game. Yeah, the, I would uh, want to do anything but be on uh, jury duty, honestly. Like if they summoned me, I would think of, of any excuse to get out of it. I think at the same time, you, you've you got to appreciate that in if it's an important thing and it's someone's life on the line, you can't shirk that responsibility too much. You still have to make the bare minimum effort to go through and give them some respect, right? You Even you wouldn't wouldn't just be like, I'm, I don't care what happens to this person. Right. You, would, you would care. I would, and you I would, would really want to see the, the process and want to be involved in it and try to make as good a decision as possible. But most people, you know, they don't give a shit. They just really don't give a shit. And yeah. I, I think, yeah, you know, they've been caught up for, oh, fucking jury, And they're just sick of it. Um, and well, I, think, I think, again, maybe think it it's leads into my earlier point, though, of like, you know, sometimes the people who don't want to do it are the right people to do it. You don't necessarily want some someone going in with an agenda, right? Like some some racist guy saying, well, he's brown, so he did it. You right. know, you don't you need people to fight 
that. And you also need people who, you don't really want people who are like, oh, I can't wait to do jury duty so I can, you know, lay down some punishment on people who deserve it, some <laughs> right. psychos. You know, you have to have the, the balance, right, of the 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 the... the the, the ordinary people. I think people are inherently good. Yeah, they're lazy. Sure, they don't want to be there. Sure, but I think that... Um, and having not done it, I don't know whether this is the case in... in You know, I didn't know. I don't have anything to draw I mean, it from, might have but... just been a bad jury that the guy was on, the, the person who emailed in. It might just have been a bad jury. It might have just been one of those times when it sucks. But I, I read a book. There's, there's called, it's called Homicide, A Year on the Killing Streets. Yes, it's that, by, that's a great book, yeah. Great, great book. And it's, in there, they talk about... Uh, it's, uh, it's David, David Simon. Simon. Yeah, yeah, it's David Simon. Yeah. It, it, this is what formed the basis for Homicide, yeah. um, the, 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 TV the TV series, series yeah. and then The Wire and all the rest of it. So yeah. very interesting. And in there, the police um, talk about the fact that you can have everything in place for a conviction and the jury just goes, nah, we, we just don't think so. And they just acquit. Or the guy is literally clearly didn't do it. And the jury's like, yeah, we just think he did it. And yeah. the guy goes down for it. So it, <laughs> he it just is, looks he just looks guilty. Yeah, he just didn't like what he said there. He picked his nose when he was on the stand. So I think he did it. You know, it's like literally that random. And the, the yeah. jury is like the worst part of the justice system. And I, I think uh, Hannah to confirm, obviously, our legal expert standing by, but I'm pretty sure that most people that work in the legal profession would agree, I would I would assume, that the worst element of any trial is the jury. Yeah. Dealing with the jury is the most fucking coin flip element and honestly just a fucking bag of bag of cats yeah it's like a game right like um you remember all the all the stuff that they had to go through with jury selection and um all of the 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 hoops and everything like with with big uh trials like the like the oj trial for example oh my god yeah um you know what they call it do they call it voiture I think they call it voir dure, which is like jury selection. Because yeah. in the States, you can come in and ask the jurors questions yeah. and say, we want this guy out of here. And yeah. you eventually settle on 12 yeah. people that are sort of... Yeah, they, but they're just, yeah, they're, just, they're just lining up their, um, their, their pieces to, you know, they, they, want, they want people that they can say, this person is definitely going to vote in favor for us. These are these are people that we're not sure about, and then there's going to be a handful of people that you know for sure aren't going to vote in your favor or whatever. But you're you're just trying to you're you're trying to assemble the the board as as you know if you will like to. I feel like these these elements are like tacked on, right? Yeah. So obviously the the trial by peers is a is a historic thing, but it's clearly flawed, mm-hmm. you know, because you know if you get like if you get a biased jury, then yeah, it's gonna you're gonna lose and or win, and so. It's like it's like how do we try and get a neutral jury? And so then we have to have each side pick half of the jurors. And then you know it's just it's kind of like continual like extra crap to try and yeah. fix what is not a very good system in the first place. But what the fuck else is the 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 other Because in a way you don't want to be left in a situation where it's one person, the judge, going, "Yeah, I think he get. I think you're right. He did it. Bang." Because yeah. that's like, what the fuck? And then their their personal bias might come in to the sentencing decision and stuff like that. So having 12, 12 people, have many are on the jury, uh, decide things in a way, since the law is based around reasonable suspicion and being a reasonable doubt, you have to assume that between 12 people, hopefully, the reasonableness would average out. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, some sometimes it's... Uh, sometimes with cases, though, they're the you know, like the... The, the evidence and everything just speaks for itself, right? Yeah. And there's no, 
there's no question people are just like oh what, well, whatever you know what i mean be crazy to to not convict this person or whatever but it's the it's it's the it's the cases where it's like not there, there's not an overwhelming amount of uh, of evidence so it's left to kind of opinion or like gut you know gut feelings right. about something those are the ones i think that there's are so the, much the most that, unfair though. that's the right? thing like it's really terrible like and in a sense like if you've got a, a lawyer who's able to make funny quips and make the jury laugh and bring him yeah, onto his side yeah. suddenly it's it's you know very polarizing yeah. people are very much drawn to the, the funny man the kind of because because how can he be wrong? You know he's he's nice. He's a nice guy. I believe him. Yeah. You know? I, just, I just like the like I know just from watching stuff as well. Like you know like the staircase making a murderer and stuff like that. I feel like those cases especially the the evidence is not like super straightforward, and then there there is a lot of emphasis on the on the jury being picked properly to to swing it you know either way or whatever as well there's a lot of like people coming into into the into the jury booth with uh preconceived notions of you know what's happened how they feel about the defendants or or whatever and, and stuff as well i i feel like those cases are the worst ones right yeah I, and they don't feel fair this is definitely because, the impression that we get yeah, right from the outside like i remember even I, on the staircase they, you know they're trying to present this evidence that they found the murder weapon and everything and there was like so much evidence to the contrary but you know you know what i mean so so it's like all of a sudden you have this like really you know smoking gun piece of evidence but then it's you know, it, it's presented as no, that, that that can't possibly be. Right. But then it's already been presented as like this. Oh, this is the this is the one, and and it and it would sway some people's opinions, right? Yeah. Like, especially, especially if they're I not legally it, minded or if they're not even remotely reasonable. But, but think about this as well. How, how often does that thing just get lodged in the back of their mind? Yeah. So they they're not even really aware of why they're swinging one way yeah. or another. And they wouldn't be able, I mean, they, that's one of the reasons that quite often you'll see they'll say something that gets stricken for the record. The jury will disregard that. Yeah. But you can't. It's like saying, don't think of an elephant. It's like literally no. the the the, uh, the legal equivalent of that. Your Honor, I would like to invoke the don't think of an elephant law and say, my client didn't yeah. do it. Strike it's, that it, from the record. It's it's tough. Like in the case of the Sierra case, again, I'm just using it as an example, but like the, the, uh, the accused... Um, uh, sexuality was brought into it when it had right. nothing to do with the, with the crime whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then well, there they, was they, so that was the implication that his motive was that she found out. Yeah, but um... Wait, but is that enough to bash someone's brains in? Because also apparently sure. she already knew oh, it was a whole big thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, but Fuck. but the Fuck but the, but yeah. the the fact of the matter is is if you it, you know if if you're doing jury selection and you're really analyzing all of these potential jurors and then picking the ones that are like known homophobes or something right, like that. Right, well, right. I mean, good for you. You've pr you pretty much won the case, right? Like uh, you don't even need evidence or whatever. You can just, yeah. you, you could just find these little dumb loopholes and, um, and get people and to, to vote in favor and, and you've done it. But like, have you served has justice been served probably not no. like what what is fascinating though is that we are even we always have been fascinated by the the, the murder mystery right yeah and the idea that like you know when you watch all of these tv and movie based things it's also clean cut and clean and, and obvious and, and tied up in a neat bow but n n real crime isn't like that at all no. um and and there's just so much of it is just uh, based on suspicion or, or 
own and they don't have DNA evidence or everything. Big cases you know, like that. Uh, I'd say average average cases that go through court are very straightforward though. It's like Yeah, no, I think you, they you are. Know, yeah. yeah, here we have uh, video evidence of you killing somebody, uh you're guilty. You know, like I, mean, I, know, I, I mean like ninety nine percent of fucking court cases are probably yeah. simple, straightforward legal shit around things like driving offenses. Yeah. And then divorce settlements. You Some might you might have settlements or you know like if uh, if you injured yourself at uh, Disney World or something like that you know like you'd probably get a settlement before it went to court. Yeah, or I guess whatever. any of these any of these murders that Poirot or um, yeah. you know like knives Mid out midsummer murders all of new... the midsummer murders. Yeah, <laughs> the, any of them the would be day. like a, would be like global news. <laughs> I just checked it? my you know, calendar. Kind of there was a murder here every day last year. <laughs> <laughs> but even worse, the the killer in those always. Confesses, at the, well, like, yeah. at the end. Well, well yeah, because they're all like really again, posh. Yeah, they're yeah. super posh, so they're just like, well, the game well, is up. Looks, looks like the party's Good over. show. <laughs> well done, Poirot. I must say, a tip and of the hat. Even to worse you. in Poirot's time, because they were going to the hangman. You know, when they were when yeah. they were found guilty. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like they were. Um, no, you know, no, just... Monsieur Brindley, you shall be hanged by the neck until you are dead for the murder of Lady Shuttlesworth and her mm. partner, Monsieur Bon Appetit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm hyped for more Daniel Craig, though, being because there's a new Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Heard, um, I, I didn't really get into the, the other one. I got like halfway through and I was like, Neh. I was just kind of bored. Okay. Really, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I'm. I for one require more murder uh, mystery uh, movies. You know, I love them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Can we, um, can I tell you guys uh, something interesting that happened to me this week, in fact? Is it going to be 10 minutes long and about a bath plug? No. Okay, um, then crack on. So I had me. an MRI scan. Oh, which fuck I've never me. had before. Are you and okay? It, well, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I well, I guess they're going to find out. Like, <laughs> that's why they did Jesus. it. Jesus. Um, which part of you got scanned? My abdomen, like my 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 middle. So that I had to go okay. through the tube. Uh, but, uh, I was like sticking out the other end. Cause they, they just like my, uh, my, like my, like my pelvic area was, was being oh, scanned. Did you get another dildo stuck up there? Yes. Yeah. I had, uh, they, they find like, like a hundred pennies. Too many Hot Wheels cars. Yeah. There's like a whole, there's like a whole fleet of Ford, um, transit vans <laughs> up my ass. So, um, it, it, the, the experience was wild though. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know how long it would take or, or anything either. How but long did it take? Like half an hour. Jesus. I, but it can it, take longer depending. I think with, if they're scanning, like if they're doing loud, brain scans, right? it's it super, super loud? loud. Yeah. I mean, they give you like headphones and sort of pipe the radio through so that it's, it's not so bad. Did you do you this can... in Jersey or did you have yeah, to yeah, come to in the Jersey, mainland? Yeah. Right. No, no, they got a really big MRI scanner in Jersey. It's nice. So, so you, um, so you how, so how, so you went in, did you have to go get naked and put one of those butt, butt robes on that? Yeah, well, I just like some like they gave me like a like a like a, a kind of like a loose shirt and then some pants, like some uh, some blue like 
like scrub pants, I guess. I don't know. But were you naked underneath those? So it's like no, pajamas. no, I just had my boxers. They said just leave okay. your underpants, your socks and shoes on and then put put this on. So I did. Okay. And uh you couldn't I couldn't have any of my bling on. I had to take all my jewelry off. Um, <laughs> the, so big, that, the giant I was clock around your neck that. had to go. Yeah, yeah, I had to bring right. my big flavor flavor <laughs> like clock Mr. had to come on. Having to get a fucking <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but like nicely, need a bigger they, drawer they, for all of this stuff. They provide you with like a little locker so you can put all your stuff okay. in and stuff. And then uh, you get on, they put you on the little bed thing, uh, sort of prop you up a little bit, put some headphones on you. They give you this rubber button in case you get like freaked out in there because it is like pretty cramped. Like it's it's claustrophobic. <laughs> what, what, just to keep you company or? No, no, no because like if it. you're if you're in there, oh. it's like uh, it's like a it's like a really, you know, imagine like crawling through like an air duct or something oh, like I that. Oh, I couldn't right? stand it. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Just get me so, out. Okay, but what they do is they give you this uh, angled visor with a mirror on it. So that, and then they put it like, you know, like Jordy LaForge style, like right close to your <laughs> eyes. So that if you look directly at it, the mirror angles out to the back. So you can actually see the back of the room. So you, you don't feel like you're actually inside the, the chamber. Oh my God. But it's a VR visor as well. So there was like this, uh, there was like this nice like beach scene with like seagulls and like stuff flying around <laughs> the clouds were moving and everything. <laughs> sounds like you went. Sounds like you went private, if I may say so. No, no, it's not. It was it was not private at all. It was really? it's just this NHS, huge, really. uh, huge, huge, huge machine with Maybe like a whole a team running you, it. You know. Yeah. And uh, when you get in there, it's loud as fuck. It's like it's like beeping and revving up, and you can hear it's like chugging and stuff. It's kind of cool. And then um, they just sort of you, you can you got the headphones on, so the lady that was operating the whole thing and doing the scans was like talking to me like the whole time. So she'd be like, "Okay, stay still. This next one's going to take three minutes. Uh, it'll be loud, so but don't worry, uh, and I'll talk to Jesus. you again in a minute." And then so it just goes like, like making all these noises and, and stuff. And then, uh, but you can't move at all. Because if you move, because they have to do like this pre-planning for like the, for the scan or whatever. At one point I shuffled a little because my ass was like kind of sore because I was just <laughs> laying in the same spot for 20 minutes. And I thought yeah. between scans, I could just move around a little bit and like adjust myself. And she's like, whoa, wait a second. Did you just like, did you just sit up? completely i was like no i just i just shuffled a little bit like i was a little bit uncomfortable and she's like hang on a second i gotta replan out all the scans or something like, oh shit oh <laughs> like, i thought God. i screwed the whole thing up but i think it was fine in the end but um but yeah it was uh it it, it was it was it was an experience for sure that but is the worst just man just, it I made me just, really appreciate like, how really fucking awesome to... um, modern medicine oh. is as well because like yeah that's not you see the pictures that come out of that thing i didn't see my own but like i've seen some some pictures that come out of them and it's it's fucking incredible man like so you... the, was this something that you you felt like your doctor was like we need an mri scan like well, is this I, like a consultant i went to my doctor and my doctor referred me to a consultant and then the consultant's like okay we're gonna do this 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 and this and then but part of it was like an mri and then there's like a couple of other things as well but oh my goodness now i'm worried dude. well it's not i don't like i'm not actually like super worried like it's 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 something but it's also like probably not super serious but okay. when i know what it is like uh, i'll tell you guys for sure but i don't okay. want to like unnecessarily it's a new clutch of eggs that you're incubating yeah it's a, it's yeah. all those it's all those like miniature tonka trucks that are jammed up there too i gotta yeah i mean you gotta, I gotta, keep, I gotta, you gotta keep them passage. somewhere right otherwise the kids will play but, with them uh, but i just the whole experience was interesting though with the mri and stuff i know like i was talking to a uh, northern lion because he had uh like colonoscopy and a ct scan 
kind of recently, which is a little bit different. But I've, I, I mean, I've never had anything like that. No scans, like nothing, you know, like, I, like I've had, I've had surgery once in my life and it was keyhole to have my gallbladder removed. But otherwise, like I've never broken a bone or anything. So yeah, my, my experiences in the hospital are fairly limited. So being in that big machine that I've seen on TV enough times or whatever, like, you know, in the Sopranos and stuff, you just think, holy shit, like I've actually been in one of those. Mm. It was kind of cool. It was, yeah. it was neat. It's impressive. Sure. I, I like that your uh, vibe with it is a little bit like your son being impressed by a truck, you know. Yeah, like your dad, your dad you know going mean? to an air show or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Just though. marveling that's, that's at cool. the technology. It is impressive, though. They like, are really cool. Seeing like, um, nuts, yeah. just like when I used to work in chemistry lab, we'd have some big fancy machines that are similar. There's an NMR machine, which is this nuclear magnetic resonance, which is this... Um, Uses magnetic fields and liquid nitrogen to like <sighs> fucking. I don't know what it does. <laughs> it's, it's very complicated. Yeah. But the idea is that you're supposed to be able to use it to identify compounds, a little bit like they do in the crime lab. You know, yeah. I'm sure they got one in the crime labs. But it's a very expensive machine and very scary because it's got all these warning doors. It's like you know, do not enter this room. You know, because it will have super magnet magnets in the and next. And you went in there, didn't do you? Not, do not go past this line. There's always some idiot who brings a pair of scissors in there or something. You know, <laughs> it's like it, well, it's, like, it's like the whole premise of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was just that, right? It was like, yeah, do not. Here's touch. a here's a, a crazy factory. Don't step out of line, and everybody does, right? Like, yeah, and, apart but, from Charlie, except for except for Charlie. But then, even then, he's rewarded with scorn at the end right well no actually he does he gets the uh he gets like the the super tour but there is a point where you think holy shit he goes up in the glass elevator at the end actually do you yeah. not remember charlie i do in the remember glass yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and and with his granddad burping in the uh in yeah. the big fan room fucking grandpa maybe Joe that's why i was so into like maybe that's what helped get me into like chemistry and working in these in the lab <laughs> I don't know. you were watching charlie the chocolate factory as a kid i, I definitely was, was. <laughs> can i be an oompa when i grow Mommy? up yes lulu I want to be a chemist like Willy Wonka. Well, he's not a... I want to be a chemist like Willy Wonka. <laughs> Very well, Lewis. <laughs> wow. I, that is All not right. how that conversation went down, P-Flex, <laughs> I can assure you. We, we got an email here. We got an email. This is meant to be a mailbag episode. We've done two. Well, we could just make it a regular episode. Who cares? We'll do a mail one. Man, it's, like kind of like, it's like a hybrid. It's like half yeah, it's normal and it's half hybrid. mailbag. It's fine. This is, this is something we were talking about uh, a few episodes ago, actually. Uh, this is from Harley. Hi, Perian. <clears throat> I thought I'd tell you of an extremely awkward moment yesterday while traveling home, sorry, to work on the bus, listening to Triforce through my earphones, and I think a guy either heard it or saw me looking at it on Spotify over my shoulder, so he felt he should let me know that he has a tiny penis. Okay. And there were several old people on the bus, and a couple sat directly three feet away. He did not really say this quietly, so much so that the old woman of the pair looked over in what I could only describe as horror and anguish. I turned to him and just said, you're right then, and didn't speak to him anymore, as I thought I would have died of embarrassment. Lads, if you're listening to this and you're that guy, what the fuck? Yeah. Chill. Pass a note. Just a, a little note. Tap. Pass a note. Pass a note. Just yeah. give a little tap, hand a note that just says, I have a tiny penis, and the person could turn and nod at you, rather cold. than saying it. I understand place. this, right? So I was walking through Queen Square the other day and I heard like the squeal of brakes and they're like a, a van like shuddered to a stop in the middle of the road, right? And I was like, whoa. So I looked around and the guy's Kidnapping. like staring at me. He gets out 
He runs over to me. He's just parked his van diagonally in the middle of the road. Okay, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, it's it's Lewis." Uh, I'm like, "Yes, nice to meet you." And he's like, "Can I get a picture?" I was like, "Sure, sure, sure." And so then, like, um, so he took a picture with me, but it was like because it was like in the shade and it was really dark. It looked terrible. And he was like, "Oh, I'll just get, I'll get, we'll get a better one." And I was like, "Okay." So he, obviously, and then there's like traffic is already building up. Okay, around this van. Yeah. So right. He gets back in and parks it up, and, and like we took a nice picture in Queen Square and had a little chat. But it was like, it was like he was obviously like um, shocked, and it was a really nice guy. And it was really nice, nice to meet him. But like, it was kind of like this this reaction. Sometimes people react in different ways. P flags. It's like going back to the courts thing. You know, mm. sometimes people react in different ways that you don't think will be normal you know maybe this guy mm. on this bus you know who saw this guy was just like you know he was just he just wanted to share that he's never had an opportunity to 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 be excited and share his passion with someone else before you know he's never met another triforce listener maybe or doesn't yeah. know anyone like maybe his wife's sick of hearing it you know his girlfriend's like oh those, those old idiots no don't listen to them you know I'm the same. Like I, I'll listen to, I'll watch some YouTubers, and and my partner will 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 abuse me about it. You know, really? Um, yeah, and and you know, you're not supposed to like the stuff your partner likes always. You know, oh, not always. There's definitely some to. crossover uh, content though that you can both appreciate for various reasons, like uh, you know, Married at First Sight and stuff like definitely. that. Definitely, I've yeah. gotten into um, some crossover. Good Mythical Morning. I love those guys now. And oh. I thought I wouldn't. You know, I, I think I also have an aversion to other creators, certainly podcasts and YouTube t- to some extent. Like I'm almost like some part of me is jealous of them, right? Because they're clearly funnier and more talented and more high production values than I am. They clearly yeah. work really hard at it and they really care. And I sort of, I feel like, I almost feel partly bad because I'm like, oh, I wish I was was like this or I wish right. I had as much positive energy as they do you know i'm always jealous of their like of how nice they look and that like people would take selfies i'm like oh i kind of hate you you know but i think once you're over that hump and they're not such a stranger anymore because that's that's the other thing about these these creators right is that they they think they know them we talked about this all the parasocial stuff before maybe this guy who stopped in the van you know felt like he knew me which he kind of did because you know this is me. He listens to me all of these times talking. I mean, I, I feel like as soon as I know these people like like Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning, I'm like, oh, these are my best friends now. Um, I love this show. Um, and it's it's weirdly, even in my head, it goes from me disliking them and being jealous of them to really enjoying their content and watching it every day in like a very kind of short time span. Um and it's very irrational. It's very crazy when you when you try and mm. it sounds like I'm schizophrenic around it, you know, almost like I'm like flipping back and forth. But but that's just kind of how humans are. They they yeah. make they make weird calls on people, and you know, you think you know whether someone is good or bad, you know, just by looking at them. Whereas you've got no evidence at all. Um, it's fasc- fascinating stuff, P Flex. Um, what's the next one? <laughs> Give us the next one. Okay. Uh, this is... <laughs> I needed to get that out. Sorry, it's Hope been you feel better inside me. Yeah, oh, thank man. you. This is what this podcast is. It's like sometimes <laughs> yeah, just Lewis's it's therapy r- rants. Yeah. This is from a nurse. Ugh. This is a, a works in high care neurosurgery. They've done this for a decade, uh, and they say that e-scooters are the bane of their life because the number of people that have had devastating brain injuries from these scooters is unbelievable. 
When I say devastating, I mean pretty much comatose, not able to communicate, long-term tracheostomies, whatever that is, peg slash nasal gastric tube feeding, and will be in this state for the rest of their lives, needing full care with absolutely everything. Not even younger people. I looked after a 50-year-old lady the other day. Wear a fucking helmet. You only get one brain, and you're pretty useless without it working properly. I mean, I have managed thus far without a properly functioning brain, but yes, this nurse is correct. Uh, remove... Remove uh, e-scooters from your from your daily riding habits unless wearing a helmet, I suppose, is the message there. Do be careful. Yeah. Definitely get those helmets on. Yes, guys. please. Don't be don't, don't be don't I don't want no trifles this Don't is take a coma. big risks with your noggin like that. You only you've only got one. You only have one yeah. noggin. And although uh, I think probably that list I was gonna say, like, you know, you can visit people in the hospital and put them put headphones on them to like, you know, play music to them and stuff and maybe maybe something familiar sounds, you know. If you're listening to this and you're in a coma, snap out of it. Come on. Get up. Come back to come back to us, Dave. We need you. Can I tell you something else exciting that happened to me this week well, that I would like to share with you guys? Uh, it, it turns if, out actually a lot of And if this podcast this has put you in a coma, I'm very sorry. Yeah, no. Um, you're, if you're in a coma, you're going to wake up after this one. This is insane. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so the other day, uh, Ricky Gervais uh, tweeted and he said, Whenever you're feeling down about life and thinking that no one cares, just remember that you'll be dead soon and none of this will matter. Have a great day. To which okay. I replied on Twitter, thanks, exclamation mark. And he liked my tweet immediately. <laughs> and I just thought, that's pretty cool, actually. You know, like, that's, this right. is Ricky Gervais. Congratulations. He liked, my, he liked my reply. That is the internet that you could yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 I yeah. felt so close to him in that moment. Um, I just thought, wow, this is great. And you know what? I showed my wife and my mother-in-law and they were just like, holy shit. Like, this is insane. Like, they couldn't believe it. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, like I'm on Twitter all the damn time. <laughs> they were just, like, they couldn't believe it. I they, love this they story. They just couldn't believe it. Right. So there you go. Fascinating. Flax, I mean, it's, uh, it's... you're very quiet, maybe jealous. Well, you don't like Ricky Gervais, Fax, at all, do you? You think he's a dick? Gosh, I've had a, I've had a very uh, aggressive email here. Tonight. Oh, right. Oh, he's just stunned by something else. All right. He, we won't talk about I, I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais. I'm impressed, Sips. Yeah, I, I thought I was. It, did you I... respond immediately? Is that why? Yes. So yeah. he was like, I looking... think I caught him while he was like, because he right. just tweeted it in that window where he had still had the tweet up, and, it, and so the he was were he was up. frantically refreshing, watching all the likes coming in and stuff. I think he he hadn't wiped yet, so yeah. he was just sat on the toilet with nothing right. else to do. Yeah. That's yeah. mostly what where I, I caught my him at the perfect well. time. But man, I was I was wow. What if, he was... what if as he liked your reply? His poo hit the water. Do you think wow. he liked my reply and then immediately muted me, or maybe even blocked me? <laughs> why did? Why would he have done that? Like, well, I'm just—I you know, don't you, know why anybody well, would ever do that. But I think your reply was so generic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Thanks. I, <laughs> I think that it was. It, there's no way he would have tri tri read the sarcasm in that if there even was any. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think you'll be all right, yeah. Sips. All right. What have you got? What's this? Are you right, P Flex? You'd be shell shocked by a horrible email. Yeah, he got an aggressive email. What was it like? Uh, what? How aggressive are we talking here? Do you not well, want to share it? It's football related. Oh right. So okay. oh. here we go. This is from some fucking idiot who's a Portsmouth fan. Oh called, no! Called, wow. Called awkwardly enough, Lewis. So, uh, whoa! Okay. Is he, he's a Pompey fan. It might be me. Yeah. I'm, I love the Pompey. This, fuck off. So. <laughs> this is this is about Brexit football. We were talking about Brexit right. football. Right. What is uh, that? Well, if you'll let me read the fucking email. Sorry. 
He's all. Out. He's this guy. He's he's already all jacked up because of the aggressiveness of yeah. this email. Sean 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 Dyche, ex Burnley manager, eats gravel for breakfast. Brexit footy is long ball, tough, defensive football that Sean employed in his time in charge of Burnley in order to get results with a very cheaply put together squad. I'm going to stop doing it because it's going to hurt my throat, but that's what Sean Dyche sounds like. Right. Harks back to 80s football on muddy pitches where the ball spent most of the time in the air and has connotations to the idea that Brexiteers long for the old days. For me, as a hater of the Premier League, and I'll come back to that in a moment, it's proper footy, proper tackles, proper lads giving their all. Plus, Burnley were an unpopular club due to their traditional ground and small attendances, much like shitty Bournemouth. But because they pass the ball a bit and are in the south, they don't get slated. This is from Lewis the Pompey fan. P.S. Scumhampton and irrelevant Bournemouth, both 9-0 embarrassments. L-O-L, play up Pompey. Interesting, Lewis, that you are a hater of the Premier League now that you are so fucking far from it because Portsmouth were in the Premier League for some time, weren't they? And you fucked it up the wall with your stupid signings and letting Harry Redknapp run willy-nilly with the checkbook. And where are you now? Let me just look up. Where's Portsmouth? Where's Portsmouth uh, FC playing? Hmm. Let's just have a little, a little check. Oh, you're in League One. Get fucked. No, but they're playing teams that are towns that I've never heard of, honestly. Where the fuck is Crawley Town? Or no, exactly. Exactly. Jeez. I mean, I mean it's it- just think it's ironic. Oh, this is proper football. I prefer this. Now that you're so fucking far off from Premier League and you're dump of a town and dump of a ground and shithole team are nowhere near the Premier League now. I hate the Premier League. Sorry, so, but when so, you were up there, you fucking loved so it. So is Brexit football just, shit. just boring football? Is it, is oh it like God. just dull? Is it dull? Is it just like grinding yeah, defensive football like, that's yeah, like uninteresting? Just, exactly. Lots just of like elbows. to wear them down. Is it like yeah, the like, boxers who just get punched until their opponent tires out and then they <laughs> right. punch them yeah. once? Yeah. I'm, I'm only kidding, Lewis, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> that's hey, Lewis um, from fucking Portsmouth. Did you guys? Did you? Guys He's only messing the, with you, Lewis. Don't did you worry. guys see the footage of that guard who collapsed uh, at the uh, at the Queen lying in state? Uh, you know, like how the, she's got all those guards yeah. around the, the, like the, the guards are, guards are collapsing every fucking Six day. Six hours they got to stand there for. And this guy just fully, poor guy, man. He just fully collapsed, face planted on the ground. Like, holy it's shit. It's so, so common when you stand to attention like that. Like to to for people to faint, man. It's I've yeah, seen yeah. it happen to like tons of people. It's when I was life. in the cadets, you know, when I was in the cadets, it used to happen all the time. We yeah, go to Memorial Sunday all the time. You just having to stand there in uniform for an hour and a half, and kids just fucking keel over. It's, yeah, it's, you'd be honestly that the the officers are on lookout to catch people, honestly, and they they you know because it just it's it's so common. Imagine um, doing that in the heat. If she died in the summer in the forty-one degree heat. Fucking hell! We don't. Man, we, we, imagine you. Imagine you rocked up there, took your post, and you're like, "All right, you know, it's only six hours. So I'll be fine." And then all of a sudden, you started getting some tummy grumbles, and you're like, "Fuck, <laughs> I've got diarrhea." Yeah, like, she ass. No, I mean, you God, just got full like you on in the fucking, fucking the, like the just like the the just like the the initial pangs of like uh, really bad diarrhea. Yeah, forming. that that awful gurgling slightly painful stomach turn where you think oh fuck yeah and every time you fart you're worried that some leakage has occurred sort of thing this is this is going to be mud butt all day oh man imagine that just having to weather through that for six hours while you're standing on guard (sighs) holy shit i guess there's going to be no you know you're also on that sort of stuff you you can't just have a big night or an unlucky night out right where you've had you know eaten something bad that's gonna give you problems like you can't be rushing to the toilet every 20 minutes can you yeah i'm guessing that when they do this duty 
that morning they've eaten something really stodgy and then they take some Imodium before they go on. I would, uh, wanna, I would do two things do if I was doing that. If I was on guard duty uh, for six hours a day, the first thing I would do, like Flax just said, Imodium for sure. Imodium Even if guaranteed. I didn't feel like I was going to have diarrhea, 100%. I, would just, I would just preemptively take some Imodium just to make sure. Another thing I would do is I would jack off as well. Because if, you, <laughs> if no, you, listen, gotta, if you're standing there for six hours, oh your mind's going to wander. Right. And if you're get if you're standing there and you're getting horny and stuff like uh, and you're, you know, you're threatening like some like little boners or whatever, it, you can't have it. Like, it's just no, impossible. No. So you must jack off before you do guard duty, I think. Like I, I think maybe just to like put a, is yes. that a boner in your trousers, <laughs> Collins? Sir, sir you, you said stand to attention, sir. <laughs> oh, that's such a carry-on joke, yeah. isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> oh fuck me! Oh man! Yeah. All right, we oh, got crap. we got a, a, time for a couple of quick emails. This is from Alex. Uh, we talked about call centering, being in a call center, working from home. Basically, y'all are right. Thanks, Alex, for referring to us as y'all. I love that. The calls do just come in. You get a beep, you better get ready to talk. Most days you're swamped from start to end of shift. Barely have time to touch existing customer cases. Other days it can be slow. You could be sitting there playing your Switch or whatever. My coworkers always, and I always have a Zoom channel running to chat shit and ask questions when we're not on calls. Interestingly, I went into office a few times after reopening from COVID and found it less productive because it's just rows and rows and stalls of people in other roles just standing around talking over you or goofing off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Alex says working from home, there best thing ever. Yeah. I agree. yeah. So fuck you, Lord Sugar, and your dumb opinion. Oh, that's right. It was about Lord fucking Bellend Sugar, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bellend. What a great word. Bellend. God, yeah. I love, I love that, that. I love calling somebody a Bellend. I love calling somebody a twat. I love calling somebody a cunt as well. Man. Oh, God, yeah. Man, there's the, there's a few things that are so oh. satisfying in this life, you know? And somebody's yeah. just acting like one, and you're just like, what a cunt. You know, you know what? Mrs. F really doesn't like to use that word. No. She doesn't like me, me to use no. it, which is fair enough. Yeah. But you know what? Occasionally, she'll break it out if she really is, doesn't like yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I know she's fucking, this yeah. person's on a her It's like reserved. Illness. It's reserved yeah. for very heated moments. Yeah. I'm definitely more sparing with it. Just to I am it as well. Extra, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, my wife, like I would never say it around my kids or anything like that. No, God, no. Jesus. Good this, is, uh, this is from Bradley. <gasps> Oh Who man! Says, I'm watching. This... Okay, I'm watching the, the 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 guards are changing. I've always wanted to see this. You should see them coming in. There's just a whole new regiment of them. There's about eight of them. No, ten yeah. of them. Oh man! Everybody stopped to look as well. This is kind of cool, actually. It's the, the changing of the guard. Yeah, but it's but it's every day. No, but it's the lying in state changing of the guard. Where are you watching? This? Just on the BBC News Channel. They got a live stream of it. You can watch it if well, you. I've just had it look. on in the background. It's kind of soothing. I player. I tell you what, it's touching as well. When you see people coming in and they're like bowing to the coffin and stuff, it's kind of nice to know that people. You get, are... You're allowed one minute. Yes. Which is fair. No, enough. I'm just saying that like the queue is is five miles long. Uh, yesterday it was five mile yeah. long queue. It's like a twelve <laughs> plus coffin. hour wait apparently to get yeah. through. But they're Nuts. expecting like fucking millions of people to go oh, through. Oh god, yeah, it's insane. I just can't imagine. I'm fair play to these people, but I can't imagine saying cancel the plans for this week. We're driving down to London. We'll stay in a hotel and we're going to queue up for twelve hours. You don't need to fucking stay in a hotel. There's people thirty hours on the concrete. They're camping. Yeah. 
But apparently you're not allowed sleeping bags. Some people like have that. babies and everything. I don't know how they're managing. It's it's. I can't. Mad. I can't leave my house for five minutes with the baby. They're right. like twelve hours. What the hell? Just I. I can imagine dragging your kids to stand in a queue for that length of time. I, I'm gonna say it. That's bad fucking parenting right there. I'm sorry, but that is bad parenting. Don't but do my it. My baby loves the queen. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Madam, uh, no crying babies in the queue. You have to go to the back. Hey, uh, apparently for the funeral, um, they, they've invited all these people to come and they've said, um, when you land at Heathrow, we're going to put you all on a bus to take you to the funeral. Like these are like <laughs> yeah. world leaders and stuff. No I way. Know. And Joe Biden's like, I'm not taking the bus. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, he's got yeah, his own fucking that. tank in the back of Air Force One and stuff. Like, like he's going to hop on the bus. You, you can't put President Biden in, in a fucking bus. Yeah. Like, no. Mr. You President. Can't put any world leader in a fucking <laughs> bus. <laughs> Do not go oh, on this bus. Oh, you could stick a few in there. Yeah, I guess the I guess the eco-friendly ones like Jacqueline Dern and you know you some of these other the guys. You could chuck the Dutch on there. The Scandies will do it. No the problem. The Scandies will do it. Yeah. Maybe the Germans. The French won't. They got to go on a bicycle with a ring of onions around their neck and a, and a, ho a hoopy sweater. That's the only way that they'll fucking get <laughs> oh, there. Fucking so, hell. so interestingly, with this lying in state business, uh, like for the Queen, obviously, and 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 King and stuff, but apparently they also extend this to some prime ministers. Like for instance, Winston Churchill lied in state. Um, when when he passed away, but he was actually a prime minister that people liked. Yes, because mm. I don't think Thatcher li <laughs> lied in state, and uh, I think it would be a gamble. Yeah, I think it would be a big gamble. I think it would be. Yeah, <laughs> I think there'd be some trouble. But yeah, um, but it but it's uh, it's interesting, right? Like I I don't know. Like um, I'm sure like other countries with monarchies have this sort of thing, but I don't know. Like the uh, maybe just because we live in in Britain and we're much more aware of it or or whatever. But it seems like it does seem very unique, right? Like I don't think they yeah, would do I, anything like this for presidents in, uh, no, in America not for or whatever. Even anything. though there is quite a bit of pageantry around presidents and stuff. Oh, there's a lot of pageantry. Yeah, I don't know if it you would know, be you know, like one this of the other leaders they did this. Uh, was it Lenin? I think they they stuck in a glass coffin for people to come and look at. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's interesting Lenin. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've done it a lot with with people like that. I think some of them are still on display in a very grim way. Yeah. Um, so here's here's one one to end on. Uh, a light-hearted one, uh, but one that I think I, I would like to hear Sips' take on this. I know what mine is. It's from Bradley. Uh, this question applies more to Perry than Sips. Okay. Apologies, Lewis. Yeah. No, um, you fine. often talk about your attraction to other women and say things like, big bazongas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've often wondered what your wives must think when they hear things like this from the room over. As a 25-year-old, if my girlfriend heard me talk about other girls and their bazongas, uh, I'd likely not have a functioning penis. Huge fan and cheers. Um, I think I, I've certainly, I, I've been with Mrs. F since 1995. So 27 years we've been together. Uh, she has heard me refer to bazongas so many times over the years. And luckily she's a confident woman who is assured by the fact that we have been together for 27 years that me talking about other women's bazongas is meaningless drivel. Yeah, I think- I'm not actually latching onto them nah. like some kind of limpet and clamping myself no. onto random pairs of bazongas and being like, oh, these are my bazongas now. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a married man. But that doesn't mean I don't have eyes and can't see a crack in a set of norks coming it's my a, way. It's an it's an interesting one. I think it's context, and I think it's like uh, like threat assessment too with uh, with with women, or at least in in my case, that's, threat assessment. No, but listen, okay. So it's if like I if vision. I comment on somebody's bazongas, <laughs> if we're watching TV together and I say, "Holy crap, look at those bazongas," and my wife right. would be like, "Yeah, she's got huge bazongas." Like you know, yeah. we we can we can identify somebody who has like just a big pair of bazookas and 
yeah. talk about it together. But, and it's not like, it's not me being like, oh, look at those bazongas. Like, I'm not like getting horny about it. <laughs> right, like exactly. we're commenting on them, right? Uh, alternatively, yeah. if I came home from work and I was like, oh my God, you should have seen Shelly's tits today at work. <laughs> they were magnificent. She would be, uh, you know, rightfully so. Exactly. Enraged. There's a difference. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it were like, it's, it's always joking around. I would never comment, uh, hornily right. on somebody's tits ever. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like elbowing Mrs. No. Love, look, look at that bird's chebs over yeah. there. Look at the fucking chebs on her. Like, no, no, it, it would be a comment that we would make either but, uh, as a joke uh, like, or in passing. I don't know if you're like this with your wife, Flex, but me and my wife are at the point in our relationship where we will just talk about like how people look, like uh, uh, regardless of their sex as well. Like, if we're watching a show and somebody's handsome, I'll be like, "Holy crap, that is a very this dude is so fucking handsome good man. He yeah. is really good looking." And my wife will be like, "Yeah, I mean, like, no doubt, but." That's always countered with uh, some sort of downside that we both recognize that we'll then right. talk about as well. You know what I mean? 100%, like, dude, yeah, yeah it, like it disarms the whole thing sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like a, it's just a natural way for you to just be a bit superficial in private with your significant with a like-minded other. Yeah, person. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we do it all I, the time. And it's all the time. It's nice. Yeah. I think it's deluded to think it's 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 absolutely insane to think that if you're in a relationship with someone, you're suddenly not attracted to any other members of the opposite sex. No. <laughs> right. The reality is is that you are gonna be. And if your partner or your spouse is blind to that, um, then that's a problem that, that that with with that relationship you've got with them. I think that I think that I don't like this idea that you know you can't you know that 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 you know being nice to a, a waitress or someone means suddenly you're attracted to them and then you've got this idea that you have a girlfriend has to be jealous of that. Yeah, I think it's 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 all it's it's it's, it's very high school musical. Yeah, it's it's kind you know, of almost naive, right? Like to to to. Or, or, or deliberately sabotaging a relationship to not acknowledge that. Like maybe it's because my my partner is um, bisexual in a sense, and so am I a little bit. But the, in the we we can talk about people and acknowledge that they, yes, this person is attractive or that that looks good, and you know. Uh, but I I think that we are in a relationship together, and we both know that we are not going to be unfaithful, and we trust each other enough that that means nothing. You know, me me acknowledging that someone's got nice boobs if i was to do that which is not a thing that i particularly would do anyway no um just casually i think like you said it has to be loaded unless i'm unless i'm kind of being really creepy about it yeah. or you know i think that's or, the main thing if you're, if you're creepy about it people will pick up on that and <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. upsetting for sure but i i think that if it, if it happens to be a thing where you know someone's looking great you're like well damn you know she or he was looking great today and you'd be like, yeah, they've really improved themselves or they look great or that looks good on them. You know, I, th I think in, in a sense, it's also about taking lessons, because if I see someone attractive, I'm like, you know, maybe I should maybe I should take a lesson from what they're wearing or how they how they are standing. I think that's all perfectly balanced and normal. But for some people, even noticing that someone else is attractive or has a large pair of tits is like, oh, my God, that's so inappropriate. So I think some people are kind of quite repressed and terrified of noticing other human beings. Yeah. 
I think, I think they, that, they in, think it's it's creepy automatically if you if you see someone else and say they're you attractive. You have to, I mean, you have to read the room too, right? If your partner yeah, is okay. somebody who doesn't like comments about other people's looks or whatever, you just have to recognize that and that's it. You know? I'm right. never going to make a public comment about the size of someone's breasts or whatever. I might make a comment about how they look nice in a, in a dress or nice in a top or nice in a, a pair of shoes or whatever. I'm never going to say... Look at oh did did you notice that giant set of tits you know what about like the theoretical uh, that that's the bordering creepy though I bet she'd look great in a thong or something like that and then they're like <laughs> that is bad yeah, yeah why, like, that why, is bad why are you thinking it's knowing, far it's ahead on what's this okay. <laughs> it's weird yeah I think that I think yeah. you can safely acknowledge that people are attractive you know but it, it, it's the way that you if you're constantly bringing up how other women are attractive and in, in the way and you're and <laughs> almost implying that your partner isn't, um, then that's a problem. I think there's there's healthy things to do and unhealthy things to do, and I think that we, you know, you got to find a balance. Yeah, I, I think you you might get the impression that that we're not sensitive, but we we are like you guys. We're trying our best to yeah. make these relationships their own work and have a happy happy wife, happy life. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I think thank you for the comment, but. I'm pretty yeah, no, sure P-Flex a... and Sips aren't just constantly bringing up giant tits in the when they're out on the street. Like, whoa, did you see those massive pair of baps that just flashed <laughs> by? It's like, Jesus, no. Wait, wait, pull the car over. Look at those. <laughs> That's me in the van when I see them. Yeah. That's like that guy that screeched the van to halt for an autograph with you. I screeched the van over to get out and say, Right, missus, look at the size of the chips on this bird here. Yeah, yeah. And they're back in the van and I'm off. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not yeah. me. That's uh, not, that's what you guys were saying about the selfies and stuff made me realize, like, uh, recently, most of the people I've met, nobody's asked for a selfie. And maybe, uh, like, maybe I'm just fucking old and ugly, you know? Like, <laughs> nobody just, wants a just, picture with me. Like, sometimes uh, it's it's really, like, 50-50. Yeah, I think you've just had a few coin flips. A lot of people I meet don't want to take a selfie because I'm kind, you of, know, I'm kind of happy when people don't want one though like i don't mind just having like standing there and having a chat for a couple of minutes or no, whatever, and then moving on I'm i don't cool need to whatever. have a picture and stuff like i'm cool just to say hi and like how you doing also Where i'm you worried that like i'm worried that the selfie that they take if i'm not looking very happy in it they're gonna remember that meeting with me as this sort of thing where lewis Lewis was very unhappy when I met him, you know. But it's just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, it's just a bad picture, dude. Does anybody ever go um, back to look at those pictures, though? Realistically, I, I, like, I, I wondered I wonder. that, and I assumed that they they just end up on I've their phone. I've got tons of pictures on my phone that I've never looked at. I'm, yeah, I like, think pictures I, do pictures do shape your memory yeah. though of stuff. Like if you yeah, look really yeah. happy and think you can say, "Oh, that was really great when we went here," and then actually you look at your diary or whatever, it's like the worst holiday ever. You know, it just happened that there was a nice. I guess picture. most people take a picture of something. To post it somewhere immediately and then forget about it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had like, I took a selfie with Ghostface Killer and like, you know, I posted it on Twitter, but I've never looked at it again. Like, I right. now that I've remembered that I have it, maybe I'll go back and look Don't at worry, it. Don't worry, when you're in the home, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have that sort of family. Get book me my, that's, get that's me my me iPhone 6. Ghostface Killer. <laughs> this is you. Do you remember, do you remember Ghostface Killer, Chris? Do you remember yeah. Ghostface <laughs> Killer? Yeah. You had a nice time with him, yes, didn't you? I remember him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I filled my diaper. <laughs> I should Back into pants. the coma with you. Um, oh, man. All right, well, that's, that's that. Thank you very much, everyone. That was um, that was a little... A little, little magical sprinkling of fairy dust on that podcast, and Tom H yeah. will make it spiffy. Good luck. Yep. Good luck. Um, yep. Kaya, all the bazongas. No, keep all the bazongas oh, stuff. Keep, keep whatever you want. You're in charge. I think a, a sprinkle of mail bag 
livens up the episode. It I does. Really like that. Yeah, I it was it's nice. Good. It's uh, you know, weave it in amongst the other. Maybe we should use it as a seasoning rather than as a as a full meal. That was hard to do the so... mailbag this week though because I had so many cool stories to tell. That's yeah. just been such a big week. I just thought, you know what? Damn. I know we were going to give Tom the big up, but like I'm just so want to give the big up to this week. My week has been oh, right. worthy of a big up, I think. Tom, I think the we're big taking up away is your big up. Not the yeah. MRI staff or the Queen or anyone nah, else. Just your, yeah. your week. Come on. Okay, we're taking no, away fine. the big up for Tom. Yeah. We'll, Sorry, we'll Tom. Maybe that. next time, but yeah. my week uh, Maybe really next needs week. to get the big up. Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Well, good. Okay, good. Glad we decided on who was getting yeah. the big up. See you then. Good. See you later. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.